What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Dusty Dimes with your host, TJ Plotter, and myself, Mike Warfield. TJ, it's been a minute, brother. What's up? It's been a fucking hot minute. Yeah, I like it. Oh, my God. But uh, before we get this podcast started, I just want to say that this podcast is sponsored by Bear Beards. Uh, hockey season is upon us, man. I mean, if you guys are growing out any type of beards, head to Etsy.com. Type in Bear Beards, B-A-R-E, Beards. And they have all types of products for your for your beard. So, again, head to Etsy.com and let us know what you guys think. But today, I mean, we have former ECHL MVP, current Fort Wayne Comets player. Um, his name is Sean Silowski. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's what I said. Silowski. Yes. Yeah, I always mess up last names, man. It's terrible. I can barely say my last name correctly. I've been saying it for 25 <laughs> years. But, yeah, man, it looks like he's he's been a uh... – a good career. Good Dude, career. And- yeah, it's crazy because there's a few things I want to bring up. He played in the O for four seasons at least. And then yeah. on top of that, he goes and plays Euro hockey. He plays in the AHL. He played in the Coast. So, I mean, the guy played good hockey. There's no doubt about that. Um, he also just recently signed with Gata Hockey. So, that's pretty cool here because we know those guys personally. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, man. So, Basically, what his career has shown is from 07 to 2011, he played for the Erie Otters in the OHL. Um, and in 2010, he played in the AHL. 2012, played in the AHL. 11 and 12, again, he went down the coast, uh, played in the A, played in the CHL. Wow, he went to CHL then. That's insane. But don't forget that Buffalo Sabres signed him in yeah, 2011. As a- that's a free agent, and yet he's still yep. playing good hockey. So that's impressive, yep. man. Like, he. That- if you hear a guy getting undrafted as a free agent and yet he's still playing like within their system or you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, he's working hard for what he like, what he wants. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just give him 100%. credit for that. 100%. Mm. Do we have anyone else coming on today? Uh, Tucker's coming on and uh, <laughs> I got a good, a good buddy of mine from uh, high school actually wants to come on. He's got some uh, hockey stories. He's a good, he's a, he's a hockey guy too. Oh, this could be great. This yeah. is gonna be great. So he wants he wants to come on. He's been uh, he's been bugging for a while to come on, and you know, I, I I thought today would be a good day good day to have him on after a while. I'll tell you what, I'm pumped to see the boys on Saturday, dude. All right, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. They're uh. They're That's going it. well. They're they're excited. They're excited to see you. You know they uh, they're sitting pretty here in the. I don't know if anybody knows. They follow the EJ. They're in the. It's called the Cratch Cratch Standings. That yeah. uh, we sit sit in third place. But we'll get back to that after uh, we talk to Sean here. Awesome. What's going on, Sean? How are you, brother? I'm good. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. So first and foremost, thanks for uh, coming on. We appreciate you taking some time out. Talk no, to us. Not at all. Um, but also we just took notice that you signed with God of hockey. So that's awesome. I'm pretty good friends with those guys. Yeah, no, it's a good deal. I know a couple of those guys, so it's a good situation. Money, man. Can't, I mean, love Dom, but, uh, so first question for me, man, back in 07, when you entered the OHL for the Erie Otters, what was your first year like playing in elite junior league? Uh, it was, uh, definitely a, a big adjustment, obviously. Um, it was pretty cool for me, though, personally, because I kind of grew up around the OHL. Um, even being American, obviously, you're 
more pushed towards college hockey, but um, my dad used to take me to Windsor Spitfire games and Plymouth Whaler games since I kind of lived in the middle of both of them. So I was pretty familiar with the the league and uh, how everything was. But, um, you know, it's kind of different when you go from playing midget major to playing with uh, grown men and uh, especially my first game playing in Windsor. Uh, you know, we had a few heavyweights and so did they and watched three uh, three different fights, all heavyweights square off and could hear fists cracking off each other's head. And that's when I was kind of like, uh, holy shit, what am I doing here? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was my welcome to the old moment, my very first game, but it was cool. It's badass, man. I mean, not to take any shots at you with this question, but I'm just really curious. So back in 07, and again, don't hate me for this, in 07, you're minus 21. Next season, you're minus 11. But skipping to your last season for the Otters, like you literally had 66 games played, 41 goals, 37 apples, totaling 78 points, plus 19. What was the biggest change throughout your career for the Otters to make you go plus 19? Uh, I mean, really, I think it was kind of my first few years. I mean, my first year, we were definitely, I think we were uh, definitely the bottom of the league. I think we were maybe second worst in the league. I think we only won 19 games. So uh, <laughs> that year was just a tough year overall. And, yeah, we didn't really have, uh, you know, the – the superstar stack teams like a lot of other teams did, you know, we played, played against the Windsors and the Londons that had the, you know, Tavares, Taylor Hall, all those guys. And, um, you know, I think the, the biggest name that came through for us was Ryan O'Reilly. And, you know, he was obviously phenomenal players, great playing with him. And, um, but, you know, he was only there for, for one year drafted or two years drafted and, you know, went to the NHL at 18. It's kind of nuts thinking he's been in the NHL for 10 years, but, um, yeah, so yeah, that was Seriously. pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was just the the difference in teams, and we got older, a little more mature, and some guys, you know, grew into what type of player they're being. And um, you know, I actually credit everything to the coach we had there. Is my you know favorite coach of all times, Robbie Fatorik. Um, nobody knows the game of hockey like that guy did. So you know, he helped my career immensely. Now, would you say he's kind of like the most influential person for hockey career? Yeah, hundred um, percent. That's awesome. You know, yeah, him and uh, him and my dad definitely. You know, my dad was my my coach growing up all the way until I went to the OHL. But um, you know, I think Robbie kind of he was that hockey mind that could dissect any little tiny situation in hockey and make you think about it three different ways, and you know, kind of just expand your mind and the way you think of the game. And um, you know, he really took my game to a new level. That's phenomenal, man. Yeah, teach. Yeah, Sean. Question for you: You're you're 29 now, and you know, it seems like you know, you've been in the league for a while. How do you keep your body in shape? Can you, can you address that to the young fans here that listen on the podcast? Keep going every year. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, my first few years of pro was kind of, kind of different. You know, I was in my, my entry level contract with the Buffalo Sabres and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of took it for granted, you know, as you said, my, my last year of the OHL, I had a good year offensively and, you know, put up the points and all that. But, um, you know, you can kind of coast along on talent a little bit in the OHL. Um, you know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of gap in skill, you know, from the first to fourth line, but then you go to pro hockey, there's zero gap. You know, all those guys were appointed game players in the OHL or college, stuff like that. And um, so, you know, I got up there and, you know, I was a lazy kid. I was out of shape um, and, you know, kind of blew my, my NHL contract those first three years. And it made me realize after that, you know, what, um, you know, the off ice habits really meant to your performance on the ice. And, uh, that's when I started taking care of my body and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, it's not 
as fun in the summer when there's no games to be played and, you know, you have to mm-hmm. really put the work in on the ice, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough to stay focused, but once you get to the season and you notice how much better you actually feel, uh, you know, especially come this time, like December, January, when you're already halfway through the season, your body starts to wear down and it's a humongous difference from being in shape to being out of shape. That's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Man. I mean, uh, my, my one question is going to be, you know, playing pro hockey coming from juniors, what was probably the most challenging thing to adapt to meaning like speed systems, uh, teammates, just kind of getting chemistry between them. I mean, what was your biggest challenge for you? Yeah, it was really um, just uh, how little t- I think that's the the biggest difference between levels and conception of, you know, how skilled um, the NHL is. You know, it's not necessarily all the most skilled players in the world. It's guys who have that, you know, you find your one niche, but, um, you know, it's just you have when you get the puck at higher levels, you know, in the American League compared to the East Coast League, there's, you know, it's almost a full second of difference from when the puck hits your stick to a guy being on you, you know, in the East coast league, you might have a little bit of time, but in the American league guys are right on top of you, you know, um, guys are so good at, you know, reading where the puck's going, especially being in position. Cause obviously if you're out of position, you're not going to be moving up any levels. So all those guys want to make it to the NHL. So everyone's that much more focused and uh, working that much more hard to, um, you know, fulfill their coach's wishes. So, um, you know, that was definitely the biggest difference is, knowing you can't take your time and really look to make a play. You have to know what's going on before the puck even hits your stick. Absolutely. Always yeah. keep your head on a swivel. Absolutely. Oh, and Sean, then, I see you that I see that you uh you signed with a Norwegian team and you opted out on to con- terminate your contract. What made you come back to the United States? If you don't mind me asking. No, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, it was really just uh I don't know if I was just mentally ready for it yet. Um, you know, I I had a lot of people kind of whispering in my ear, oh, you know, you should go try and make your money while you can. And, uh, you know, just being able to put up points over here, you know, you can make good money in Europe if you're able to do it over there. So um, that's obviously intriguing. And um, so I went to give it a shot. And to be honest, I loved loved everything about Norway. The country is absolutely gorgeous. The people are the you know nicest people in the world. I didn't meet one bad person there. It's just that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the real factors it came down to is uh going from you know playing a 72 game schedule over here to only 38 games over there oh, geez. Um, yeah so that's a pretty huge difference especially when i went over there by myself you know i didn't have my girlfriend or any family with me um so when you have that many off days you know there's sometimes you only you might play on a friday and then honestly might not play until the very next friday so you have a whole week off in between then and obviously it's a lot more practicing and a lot more off time and it's just it came to a point where you know, I couldn't find ways to entertain myself away from the rink. And I just, you know, there's a lot of boredom involved. And um, also the other part is I didn't know how expensive of a country Norway was. Um, <laughs> yep. So I, I actually yeah. wasn't making the type of money that I planned on. So it's, you know, it was a bunch of factors like that. Unfortunately, it's where I just wanted to get back to playing hockey. But like I said, I loved everything about that country. That's nice. awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, my biggest thing, too, is you're coming from Euro-style hockey back to American-style hockey or even, you know, just NHL or AHL-style hockey. Has Euro-hockey taught you anything new while you were over there? Um, you know, I don't think it's taught me anything new necessarily. Um, I think it's just a different – it's a different style of hockey over there. It's uh, obviously the bigger ice. Um, you know, guys tend to – hold on to the puck a little longer because you have that much more room. If there's not a play, you can, you know, turn towards the boards and you still have an extra 20 feet to go skate away from a guy. So, 
uh, it was a little bit different in that sense where it wasn't a whole lot of puck movement. So, you know, I felt sometimes guys could be a, a little bit selfish or maybe just a little tunnel vision, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm the type of type of guy who likes to, to move the puck and, you know, have quick puck movement. I think that's the, the way to play hockey or at least the way I was brought up on it, obviously. So, um, yeah. you know, teaching me anything new, not necessarily, but um, it was definitely a fun experience. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So you're in uh, you're in Boise right now, correct? Yes, I am. Nice. You have there's a diner out there that I I was out there one time. I forget the name of it, but it's it's literally right next to the rink. You and fucking you, okay. you, you have you have to check it out. I forget I forget the name, man. I just fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a million places around here. So you it was actually it. it was it was on diners, drives, and dives. That's that's oh my that's god. Fun. I, okay. that's all, it's pretty good though man good good breakfast <laughs> okay no i might uh i might have actually been there i'm trying to think of the place i went uh went to a good spot last uh last or yesterday morning for breakfast it might be the same spot thanks it is right next to the rink yeah well it's, it's got like it's, it's got like an upstairs like an upstairs and downstairs absolutely that's where that, i was that's it that's yeah. it <laughs> no that place was phenomenal a bit, yeah. a bit pricey but it was yeah good. it was good <laughs> tj has not surprised me <laughs> what is um one one question i got for you playing you know you were in the a and you know the coast right now what's what's the most intimidating barn you've played in and the most you know electric barn you've played in oh um geez i'd have to think um i mean there's there's a couple there's uh i mean i think especially in the east coast league uh, playing in fort wayne you know our rivals the toledo walleye and um you know going to play in that rink's never exactly easy but it's always fun um cause it's always always sold out always a hostile environment and uh you know we hate them they hate us type of thing and mm-hmm. you know i'm not loved i'm not loved by anybody in that city so um, <laughs> easy to get fired up and one in there and uh you know there's I, pretty much every game during the national anthem you know when it gets quiet someone will yell out sidlowski you suck or something like that so it's hey like, right, then, then you know you're doing something good man you know you're yeah, doing something good so it's like you want to you know, want to poke the sleeping bear that's fine then i'll get up and so, you know, they fired me up more than a few times. And, uh, yeah, it's always fun playing in that place. And then, um, you know, I think as far as the American League, I think playing in uh, Lehigh Valley when they had that new rink built was pretty sick experience. Uh, never really seen a rink like that. You know, the thing's uh, almost like a skyscraper. When you're standing on the ice, you could look up to to the stands. It's, just, you know, yeah. a couple hundred feet above you, it feels like. But it's such a big, wide-open atmosphere, and they packed that place, too. So the I be- actually really enjoy playing there. The best part is I probably worked there when you played there because you played for Binghamton back in 14. Yeah, was, yep. yeah it would have been Todd Bertuzzi's last game, too. Yep, yep. I worked yep. there um, with their equipment staff with all them. So, yeah, so I definitely probably saw you play. That's that's great. Small world. Yeah, yeah. no, that really is. That was, uh, I'll never forget that game because uh, – God, as good of a guy as he really was. But uh, I remember Bertuzzi took a hit from someone on the other team, and he legit skated right off the ice and goes, I'm done. And so I was like, okay, he's done for the night. But, no, we get back in the locker room. He had his gear packed, and he fucking said bye to the boys. He's like, nope, that's it. I retire. Oh, my fucking God. I was there for that night. No shit. I remember that because – Believed it, and I remember. No offense, I remember Binghamton had this weird kid all the time, like with their equipment staff, and he'd always yeah. like try to be collecting pucks and shit. And oh yeah, he. I remember <laughs> we were walking out, and he's just like, "Hey, do you got any more of those pucks?" And we we're all looking at him like, "No, man, like we don't." And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh well, Todd's out of here." And we're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. None of us believed that. It was again no. Zach Stortini did it to him. 
Yep, that's exactly who it was. And yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I mean, funny story. I feel bad for the guy having to go out that way, but I was, I mean, you can't think you of can't write that shit. Than guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then a guy taking a hit and just saying, no, that's fuck, I'm done. Fuck. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Mike, you have anything else for him, bud? All right. Sean, we thank you for your time, bud. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck with the season, and uh, go kick the shit out of Idaho. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, uh, it. Thanks, brother. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. Our next topic would have to the oh. coaching situation. Coaching. Let me I, – I have to bring in – I got to bring in Tucker on this one. I have okay. to. Okay. That's fine. That guy's a beauty, by the way, Sean. Mm. I wish – on the east coast man I dude really do. how the closest fucking place. funny is that though <laughs> i was at the game working that fucking todd bertuzzi like just packed his shit and left i was like dude oh i didn't even i didn't even know that story i yeah i couldn't even tell you i that was fucking news to me it's amazing <laughs> but how funny is it how funny is it that minute i told him about that fucking diner bro, bro. Go bro. figure you and fucking pastries bro talk what's up dog goddamn pastry up, boy? boy what's up how are you? Oh my god, man! This motherfucker Talk. talks to a guy about a diner, like I'm in, like in, in, in Boise, Idaho. I'm like out of all places, Boise, Idaho. Like who's the hoe? Idaho? Idaho. Anyway, so Tuck, Tuck, we're getting on the topic about youth hockey and, uh, and parents. Oh, okay. here we go. Do you want you want to touch first? Honestly, dude, I think parents need to stay out of this and let the kids just enjoy the game. Like, hockey has gotten too political, and it's almost to the point where it's annoying, and I hate youth hockey at this point because um, A and B teams or whatever it be isn't about skill of the player anymore as much as it is the last name or how much parents are willing to drop to let kids play. Yeah. And, I mean, we got parents around this area even that – pay for their kids to play hockey 365 days a year and try to specialize them in one sport only mm-hmm. and just because your kid plays hockey 365 days a year doesn't automatically make your kid an all-star he's and going to the show people he's going to the show people don't understand that <laughs> it, oh man you know what though i agree with that i mean you have to understand that yes your kid could be good but there will always be a kid better and dude absolutely that I that you can't say any better, Mike, because I tell Adrian, I tell Landon that every time he steps on the ice. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's why I tell kids you should be scared to play against kids better than you because it's only gonna get you better. It's like uh, when I was younger and I wasn't good at something, I would play with kids that were three times better than me. No doubt, I'd get pumped. But then I started realizing later, I started catching up, or like I would start scoring more, or I, I'd play better D against them, and they started getting pissed. Because, like, I'm starting to get better, you know? Like, oh, it, for sure. It, it, it's basically like riding a day. You know, you're going to fall a couple of times. You're going to have training wheels on at first. You're going to take them off. You're going to fall. But after a few days, maybe after a week, maybe after two, you're going to ride by yourself, no problem, without falling. Like, oh, for yeah, no doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I think politics should stay out of hockey and just let the kids play. And, you know, if parents want to be coaches, by all means, throw skates on, hop out. Like, I wouldn't mind watching that. I would love right, to dude. see, like, some of the parents hop out and teach systems. I, it would 
right. And one, I mean, more, one more thing I kind of wanted to touch on here is, like, camps and shit for young kids. Like, a few camps here and there for kids I think is awesome just to kind of brush up on the skills in the off season, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to take your kids to different states every week for hockey camps when they're 10, 11, even teenagers, I mean – Obviously, you guys have been around the game longer than I have, and you've done this longer, but I just think it'd be more beneficial. <laughs> I think it would be more beneficial if kids Fucking would grow into race. their adult bodies right Fuck now. Fuck you, Dale! Then... <laughs> I think it'd be more beneficial let the kids grow up, grow into their body, and then hit the camps. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong there, but playing with your fully developed body is going to benefit you more than trying to readjust every year because you're still growing yeah yeah Yeah, i agree with that i mean my thing is i don't think like i going to camps is great but i don't think you need to pay an arm and a leg to take your kid you know in the boonies to go learn how to skate a specific way you know like there there, there's definitely different times where you can just take them to certain camp a decent money that's local and still learn something but this is the thing too, man, is you got to think about it. These parents, I get, listen, I, I don't want people to take this the wrong way when they listen, but you know, I get it. Parents are paying the money. I get it. I respect that hundred percent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't keep pushing hockey down their throat and, you know, telling them they're the greatest, greatest fucking player in the world. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to burn going out. on fellas. D money. <laughs> What's up? How brother? are you? Hell yeah. What's up, man? How's everyone doing? Good, good. Oh, we know, freezing on. my ass off. <laughs> yeah, well, you're in North Dakota, so what else is new? Uh, yeah. Dom, how have you been, man? What's been new? Oh, just at the rink now, you know, just grinding away, trying to nice, trying nice, to get some nice. Gonna, wrinkled out. He's gonna start sharpening some skates and be gone for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are you still in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, how's that out there? Yeah, I'm out in Chicago. Yet? Yeah, we had a couple of snowfalls, but it's warmed up a little bit. We're uh, we're getting ready for winter too. So, can you explain a little more to the viewers about Gata Hockey? Just because we mentioned Gata Hockey um, on how Sean got picked up by you guys, but some people probably are like, "Well, what the hell is Gata Hockey?" Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're just an organization looking to grow the game, you know, trying to help players progress in any way. You know, obviously a guy like Sean is already very accomplished in his career and, you know, we're here to do anything we can to help him progress or do it, you know, accomplish any goals he wants, but we're also here. Awesome. Sick. Good talk. Yep. (laughs) Mike, you still there? Yep. <laughs> nice. So I'll go back to what I'm saying. So he, oh, he, he fell off. He fell oh, off. Okay. I'll send him another invite. Okay. So I'll, so what I'm saying here is, is, you know, I respect they're spending all the money. I get that their kid, you know, wants to play hockey. They want them to play hockey. But, you know, you can't, you can't push hockey down a kid's throat. No. Yeah. You can't. You know what I mean? Like with myself, you know what I mean? With Landon. I will never – push him down push hockey down his throat i will never coach my kid no. you know what i mean and i tell him and i tell those coaches the same way i'm like listen if he's not performing sit him a shift he'll learn talk to him about it i'm gonna stay out of it because i'm gonna be that parent to let my kid learn yeah you know he's he's got to earn his <laughs> sorry ice about time. that i got booted 
No, he's hey, got you're yeah. good. But, he's got to earn it. He's got to earn his ice time. He's got. We'll go back to this. Go ahead, Dom. <laughs> no, yeah. So I don't know where I got cut off, but uh, basically yeah. how Sean got picked up by you guys and how he's doing well, and you guys are basically just there to help him out. Uh, yeah, you know, guys like Sean who are accomplishing their career. You know, we're here every step of the way that he needs on the ice, but also give him options off the ice and coaching and be doing clinics and things like that. Other options of earning money within the game. And then for junior eligible guys, high school guys, we're here to help, you know, player development, get guys into junior hockey, college hockey, whatever, uh, whatever the case is, you know, every player is different. So that's awesome, man. I mean, that's one of those things that you can only wish for to have like you guys by a player's side, just to basically like not push them in a direction, but help guide them. Mike, Mike, let me interrupt you real quick. Hello. Whoever's playing, whoever's playing ping pong, tell them I got next. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, guys on the Dusty Dimes podcast want next on the ping pong game. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw you on the board. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. If It's one of those things that if you guys want to follow, um, you know, Gotta Hockey, Facebook page, go to their Instagram and follow along with the new players that they sign and follow also their careers. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of new stuff coming out. We uh, we just committed to doing a, a bunch of fun events in the spring. We'll be attending a college showcase out in Chicago in April. And then in uh, May and June, we're taking uh, junior eligible players to the New England pre-draft and the New England Chowder Cup. So we'll be announcing links on how to sign up for those tournaments soon. And uh, also for adult league guys, we have uh, our summer tournaments coming out. So there's, you know, there's options for everyone to play within the Gata Hockey team, adult, competitive, whatever the case may be. Gata Hockey for your adult teams and also for your top tier teams. You guys play in sick uh, barns too. Like you, you'll play at AHL arenas. You'll play at NHL arenas. I mean, I yeah, we try and take care of the guys. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm Dom, how's uh, how's college hockey going? It's going good. We got uh, one more weekend here before the break. Uh, boys are, you know, it was a tough start battling some injury, but been on a roll here getting bodies back in the lineup. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? You guys are both coaching, right? Yeah, I said uh, Mike's done for the season. I, I took the extended season. I'm sitting third in the league out of 20 te- eight, 19 or 20 teams. Oh, there you go. Boys are rolling yeah. over there as well. It's good to hear. Yeah, that. yeah, you they're know. doing good. Yeah, the, he took um, it, it's like half, 70... of my, half, yeah, half of my guy or like a quarter of my guys and the rest of Mike's guys. Yeah, and um, my guys finished pretty well. We just got cut off of playoffs. We finished 13-5-1. and one. But our league, I mean, we played in the EJ, and surprisingly, they didn't – it was – pretty competitive like i was surprised i just don't like how that they have the ej set up you like played in they, the nj or nj sorry same yeah. Yeah, whatever same shit same caliber <laughs> great <laughs> yeah close enough yeah, it's it's all changed so i mean every couple of years i feel like the the format's changing and whatnot but it's good to see that you guys are getting competitive games in yeah, man, it's nice to actually have uh, kids that want to learn and actually like learn a system and not just, like oh fuck, fuck not yeah. dick around during practice. I mean, the first couple practices you gotta break it into them because I had a bunch of fourteen to sixteen year olds and uh, they never thought they were wrong in a sense until I started like bagging them just to like make them realize like, listen, man, you're not running the ship. So yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, we're not. I'm not. I'm not going to name names here. Mike knows who I'm talking about. Can't wait. But <laughs> so. 
there's Mike had this kid, right? And he did the same thing with Mike that he did with me. The first first practice, you know what I mean? Mike Mike warned these guys like, "Hey, you're going to coach TJ. He's tougher than I am. You got to respect him, you know, etc." This fucking kid literally walks off the rink, takes his skates off and says he needs sharpen. Do you know who I'm talking about, Mike? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yikes. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, it's shit yeah, like that. Like, uh, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, it's something that you know. It's honestly making it easier for for us though. We go we go to watch tournaments, and we were just out at the Nike Bauer and whatnot. And it's almost easier nowadays because you can tell who has oh you know, my that, god that yeah. intangible that you can't teach. You know, the good attitude, good work ethic. It's almost a dime a dozen nowadays. It's crazy to see. The skill and the speed is all, you know, gone way off the charts high. But, I mean, the the nitty gritty stuff that wins games. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's know, amazing that these kids that Mike that I got from Mike. There's like, they're literally like a fucking sponge, literally. Yeah, it's good. He, yeah, uh, they came a long way, man. Like they came from not knowing what a system really was. They didn't even know what F one, two, and three meant to actually comprehending like. A simple one, two, two, or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And we won games off of stuff like that. We ran traps. They actually like like that's good to hear. They're a sponge, and you know, I wish more kids at that age were like that, just willing to learn. Well, if any of them are looking to play. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I actually, yeah, I got, I actually got two or three kids to send you. And I and I yeah, and I'll I'll you know we love to hear that. To Mike so. and see if he approves or not. Um, also, on an, on another positive note, anyone that ordered Dusty Dimes or got a hockey stuff should be receiving uh, very soon. Shipments uh, were going out this week. The delay, uh, there was a little bit of a delay because yep. holiday season, everyone's making orders. That's yeah, awesome, man. But stuff soon. should be out very soon. Hell yeah. No, that's sick, man. I'm, I'm pumped to hear that. Um, but other than that, man, I mean – Dom, what else has been new to you? I mean, college hockey. I mean, what's your record right now? Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. We're okay. uh, twenty-one. We're right over five hundred. You know, sitting right around twenty-two games played, so right right over five hundred. Um, we got a, a nice hefty stretch down the second half. Play just about everyone in the top ten. Which is good though, because we got a lot of older guys looking to make the jump to uh, the federal league or the uh, Southern Pro League after the season. So uh, you know, a lot of chance for exposure and a lot of chance for yeah, guys absolutely. to get degrees, which is no, that's good, awesome, you know? man. Now, so, what what do you have lined up next year? Uh, so I'm having a decent season. Hopefully, we can maintain it. I've been in talks with a couple of minor pro teams. Um, you know. In in like relative uh, location in Chicago, there's a ton of teams in the SP Federal League and ECHL. So hopefully someone stay, uh, is willing stay to take away a from the fucking uh, Michigan Bumblebees so. team, dude. Dude, my fucking buddy yeah, yeah, runs that. He's a fucking no, GM, not. dude, and he's like, he said, "Oh, I fired my coach." I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "Because we're 0 17." I mean, then he lost like 10 straight himself sitting on the bench. Yeah, it's fucking Steo. Is that Steo? <laughs> Yeah, I just I just actually chatted with him. We had a guy uh, 
his rights yeah. got traded over there. He's still over in Europe, but fucking Steo, Steo's um, a beauty yeah, though, man. Like he's, he's that, a fucking but... gem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. they can turn it around. It's good for but the that... league, right? So. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, having on Gata athletes and taking the time to talk about Gata hockey, and it means a lot. And you know, anything that we can do to help you guys or anyone, yeah, absolutely, advice, appreciate please, you coming feel on. Free man. To reach out Thanks, brother. You too. You too, bro. Yep, have a good one, fellas. So, where do you know where I was? <laughs> In my uh, thought, not shoving hockey down Landon's throat. Okay. Yes. So. You're not shoving. You're not shoving hockey down fucking kids' throats because yeah. a they're gonna get fucking sick of it. B you're gonna you're gonna fucking drain the fucking kid. And he's not gonna want to play any other fucking sport because you're forcing him to do something. Correct. Exactly. You know what I, I mean? Like no, I agree with that. That's like, the biggest it, it, thing, man. You can't force anything on a kid anymore. Like they have to choose. And you know what? It's legit. It, and we say this time and time again, Mike and Tuck. Is the generation is fucking different from when we were growing up? They're soft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They're absolutely. soft. There's no it's way to just... sugarcoat it. These kids are soft. Yeah, and it's it, it, these kids are like, you know, I'm thankful. I'm very, very thankful that the kids that I coach right now want to play hockey and they're hard nosed and they want to win and they want to do what it takes to win. Correct. You know what I mean? I'm I'm very thankful, but you know, there's other kids. You know that sit there and think they're entitled to everything that they they should they should just be given. Oh, you got a jersey, socks, and you know a pair of gloves. That doesn't mean you're a part of a team. Yeah, correct. It doesn't. Well, because you know society I mean? has taught everybody that they're a fucking winner now, and uh, that's not the case. That it's not. They've taught you have it, to, they don't have yeah. to work for anything. You don't have to be good at anything. You can just be a winner. That's it. That's it. And you're you're gonna you get to the real world, and then what happens? You're gonna fucking be on mommy and daddy's teeth the fucking rest of your life fucking sucking. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if these kids are all winners, what's going to happen when they get a job? Are they going to go out and tell their boss that they're wrong? I guarantee you exactly. don't hold the job very long if you're telling your no. boss that you're right. They're going to get their mom and dad to fucking do it. Exactly. And that's not going to work. No, not at all. Not at all. I agree. All right, boys, I'm pulling up to work here, so I'm going to have to hop off. Yeah, tell your fucking boss they owe you more money for that shit. All right, I'll talk to you boys later. <laughs> See you, talk. Later, bro. Later. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Dude, you hear, his bu- you, you hear his fucking bullshit? <clears throat> no, what happened there? <laughs> he has to fucking close at 11 tonight and be back at fucking 3 o'clock in the morning. Why? Where? Yeah, ru- rub, a, rub a fucking lamp. That's what I would tell my boss. Rub a fucking lamp. Like, what? Yeah. Yep. Yep, I agree. Dude, I just oh my god! Uh, I dude, really, I, it's let's let's look, can we just can we you know change the topic real quick? That the fucking yeah. Snapchat you sent me this morning. Which one? The one where you left your fucking school shoes on the top of your car all night. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's put it this way: I had an interesting night last night. All right, so <clears throat> good old Mike <laughs> gets out of work early. Happy go lucky. I'm like fuck yeah, I get out of work early and I like go home, finally get to relax. Well, Mike has a small leak in his coolant. All right, and I'm fucking. I go outside, turn the car over, turns over, no problem. And all of a sudden, I'm like ten minutes in. I'm I'm about to start leaving. I pull off. 
I'm sitting at the light, maybe a block up the road, and all of a sudden my temp gauge is like going through the roof. I'm like, well, that's not good. Fucking yeah. pull into the gas station. I look underneath, and it's just pumping out coolant. And I'm just like, wow, like fuck, is this car about to give birth or something? Like Jesus Christ. So anyway, all of a sudden things dumping out coolant, and I'm like, well, who am I gonna call? Call my girlfriend. I let her know the situation, and she's like. My girlfriend's a professional baker, so, like, I don't even want to bother her because she wraps, like, a million fucking, like, caramels, and, like, it's nutty. Like, anyway. She better she better be wrapping that fucking pumpkin roll for Saturday. I don't know if you're getting it, man. I can't tell you. Um, I'm going to lose my shit with her then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I call her, and she's like, well, I'll come get you. I'm like, no, 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 we're good. You don't need to do that. I'll figure it out. So I'm fucking basically praying like hoping and praying i'm going all these back ways home and i'm like watching the temp gauge and like every couple miles i'm like pulling over right this is like a fucking mission at this point so i'm maybe like five ten minutes away from my college i go to and i call my mom like yo like i got 86 this car like it's about to blow up on me i'm not even i'm not even exaggerating (laughs) right so she's like what do you mean 86 i'm like this thing's about to fucking boom boom on me like it's smoking right yeah so I pull into North Ham- or well, my school. I don't want to fucking say where, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so, um, I pull into class, and it's like 10.30 at night, and I fucking, as soon as I put it in a park, it just dumps out white smoke. Like, sounds like something popped, and whew, like, white smoke everywhere. I'm like, oh, great, happy, uh, go lucky to me. So, yeah, I fucking threw all my shit on top of my car last night. You know, got excited, but it was also like 15 degrees out, so my bitch ass went inside because I was freezing. And uh, waiting for my mom to come grab me. Little I know, I fucking forget my shoes on top of my car. Dude, I, I was fucking, them. I almost pissed myself when I saw that. I shit. grabbed them today, and I thought they could have broken half of what I, if I would have dropped them. They were it was so almost fucking like, cold. It was almost like the fucking Terminator and, uh, you know, the, the fucking silver guy. I'm looking for John Connor. <laughs> that's what it would have been like you fucking drop them on the ground so it's gonna shatter and then you'll see Dude. little pieces of fucking mercury come together literally that's what it felt like when i grabbed them and i was like well this could be fun putting on yeah so literally yeah man it was, oh my god interesting and you know what man like it's just one of those things where i i laugh at the situation i'm like well i'm broke as fuck now i gotta get this thing towed get it fixed with no money it's gonna be interesting. You so should have we'll fucking. You should have just drove it down the fucking Allentown, left the keys in it. <laughs> Either that, or I just drove it off a cliff and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, right. Fuck. Or I should have <laughs> lit it on fire and just claimed that it fucking blew up and get money for it. Fuck it. Anyway, Fuck it. I don't want to teach you guys some easy ways to get money, but yeah, there's one. Yeah, well, one. This is the last thing. This is the last thing I'm going to bring up before we get into our sponsors and uh, and the podcast is. Uh, so I received a. Uh, it was a message on Instagram about our podcast, Mike, and I wanted to bring it up to you on here. Is you know they're like, oh, your fucking podcast sucks. You guys will never be as good as spitting chicklets. And I, let me just say something, hmm. Mike. Mike and I we're, we do this for fun. You know what I mean? We're not trying to be the fucking spitting chicklets like. I don't know if you know this, like Mike and I both listen to Spit and Chicklets. Yeah, okay, it's just it's just for a hobby. So like this is this people... is fun. So like you can go fuck yourself. You know who you are, and it's funny. You talk shit, but you listen to our episodes, so you can go fuck yourself. You know, and whoever you are, 
You know what I mean? So I, I could care less what you say about me. You know what I mean? And Mike, it, we're doing this for fun. It's a hobby. You know what I mean? So we're not trying to, we're not trying to fucking be better than spitting chicklets. We're not trying to fucking overpass them. We're not, we're not doing that. So, I mean, that's my two cents on it. You know, whatever you, whatever you got, Mike. Oh, I don't give a shit what you think, but it's, yeah, it's, doesn't hurt my feelings. I, I don't know. Like for yeah. me, it's just like what you said. It, it, I don't know. It, that thing, like when people go out of their way just to say shit like that, it's like, dude, yeah. you literally have zero time in your life to worry about what, like, yeah, you know you're, what I mean? you're, like, you're, either way, you're still listening to us to get your opinion. So I appreciate yeah. you listening. Yeah, and and then you're listening and giving us <laughs> you're you're giving us a fucking viewer viewer points. You know what I mean? Like oh, we're man. getting we're getting fucking listened. You dumb shit. So. Uh, either way, I appreciate your comment, and um, well, you probably suck at hockey, so it's all yeah. good. But um, yeah, the red, the <laughs> the red. I wasn't expecting that, so that's just great. That it's fucking, it's fucking bad. Like, grow the fuck up, man. Like, it's it's again, you're trying to fucking. Oh, you're an internet fucking troll. Good, be an internet fucking troll. Say it to my face, please. Keyboard warrior. I'll, I'll, I'll laugh at you. I'll laugh at you in your face too. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the rest of this podcast was brought to you by uh, Ducky Brand Apparel. It's our one of our new sponsors that uh, promotes you know mental awareness and mental health for you know any any athlete, hockey, you know football, basketball, whatever you're doing. Go check them out on uh, Instagram at Ducky Brand Apparel. Um, they got good sales going on right now for uh, Christmas time. To um, again, it's for, to promote mental health awareness and uh we we got aboard with them by uh dan carcillo our friend here he uh hooked us up with the contact with aiden so again go check them out on instagram at ducky brand apparel uh go give them a follow send them a message uh tell them we sent you also if you guys want to go check out uh goodwithockey.com goodwood hockey uh sponsored up with us with kelly and john chiavo um john is one of the nicest guys in the world same with kelly um, they also have specific brands or I'm sorry, specific clothing lines that um, to give back to people in need. So each season, Goodwood Hockey um, usually specifics a certain design that will benefit charity, such as water. And a portion of the proceeds from each sale will go directly to benefit those across the world in need of clean water. Um, so that's one thing. That's one of the reasons why we partnered up with Kelly. We love that. She loves giving back. So if you guys want to help give back, go to goodwoodhockey.com. Let us know what you guys think. And also, uh, last but not least, go check out 88 hockey on Instagram. They have all your needs for sticks, gloves, uh, apparel as well. You know, their, their line of apparel They're on Instagram at 88 hockey, um, Go check them out. Great, great sticks. Uh, they actually have sticks sending to Mike and I right now. Another set of group of sticks that, and, and I, Mike and I love them. So yeah, they're amazing. I mean, we 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 can't we can't say anything better for them. But they're they're very very good sticks. And uh, go check them out on AT8 Hockey and uh, give them a message and a follow and tell them we sent you. Uh, other than that, stay dusty, everyone. Stay dusty. Ow.